Welcome to another episode of the Illusions and Truth Show with Robert Scheinfeld. Welcome to this audio that I am doing on what I am calling the Rings of Relationship. I'm going to be relatively brief here. I don't know for sure. <laughs> I haven't really thought about it, but I suspect I could probably do a two or a three day event um, on the content of this one little audio rings of relationship uh, alone. But clearly that's not the purpose here. And what I want to do is introduce the concept. And then if you have interest in hearing more or specific questions, then depending on how you found your way to this recording through the blog, through the, pod the podcast, through my website, whatever, reach out and say, hey, I really enjoyed, benefited from whatever that rings of relationship audio, and I'd love to hear more at some point, and then uh, I'll take that into consideration going forward. This is something that became very, very clear to me on my journey. If you are aware of the teachings, uh, I became aware of this, which may seem really obvious to you, but did not to me, until I'd been playing what I call the Phase 2 game, for quite a long time and a lot of cloud cover had been knocked out and I was able to see what I'm going to talk about here very very clearly down to a variety of levels of which I'll only be talking about one level here. So having said that by way of introduction let's just dive right into the rings of relationship. The first ring of relationship is the relationship that you have with yourself. Now it is possible there are people who have been on the planet who can do what I'm about to say in the past. There are people who can do this right now. You may be one of them who can be completely self-sustaining uh, on their own. If they were completely alone and never saw another human being, they would be fine. They'd be content. They could be fulfilled. They wouldn't feel lonely. However you want to language it, they would be completely self-sustaining on their own. That is very doable, that is very possible, and that is the first ring of relationship, is the relationship that you have with yourself. Now what I call the human game or the human experience or the human story, which is what we're all here participating in, in general was not meant to be um, a single sport like that. It was meant to be a team sport. Other people were meant to be involved. And so the second ring of relationships, if you will, is the relationship of family. Now, families can ultimately in the story end up being very supportive, very destructive, um, all kinds of things. Um, families can be quite wild. Perhaps yours is, perhaps yours isn't. But it's the first ring of relationship. It's the first significant group of other people, other relationships that we have outside of our relationship with ourselves. And many things are set into motion, as I'm sure you know, from uh, our relationships with parents and siblings and family and such in the ring of relationship called the family ring. And that can be used, again, if you're familiar with the teachings, that can, can be used and is used quite frequently as raw material to build a life, a character, an inner dynamic that makes whatever your personal story happens to be about, about. And our childhoods and our relationships uh, within the ring of relationships called family are very powerful in shaping who we are, who we become, 
and supporting us in ultimately fulfilling our destinies as our own unique personal stories unfold. And lots of things are possible with families and lots of things are not possible with families. For example, in general, although there are exceptions and there are names for it, you know, sexual kinds of experiences are not meant to be had within families and there are certain other things that do happen with families that don't happen in other relationships and that don't happen in families that happen in other relationships. So you could be completely self-sustaining on your own. You could be completely self-sustaining by adding in the ring of relationship called family. But again, the human story is not meant to stop there. So we have the next ring of relationships that's what I would call acquaintances. You could use whatever other label you want. These are people who aren't real close to you, You wouldn't call them a friend, you wouldn't call them a close friend, but they're players in your story, they're players on the stage, they're players in your movie, you know, bit parts. This could be anybody from the barista who makes you a coffee at a coffee house to a fellow employee at a company, at your job, at your work that you don't get real close to. It could be a bus driver when you take a bus, a train driver if you take a train, people that you have relationships with, assuming you do. You know, if you never see the driver of a bus, uh, you don't ever interact with them, you wouldn't really call that a relationship. But if you interact with them, then they are in the ring of relationship called acquaintances, or you could say bit part players uh, kind of a thing. And they play their own role too. Those kinds of relationships have less impact in general Although you can have uh, an encounter with an acquaintance at this ring of relationship, you might talk to them once for 30 seconds, once for 10 minutes, sitting next to somebody on an airplane or a bus or uh, whatever, uh, and you talk to them once, you never see them again, but they said something to you that was very, very impactful. So they can play a very important role, and they come and they go. Families can come and go. Relationships with families can come and go in that ring. They tend to be stable as a general rule, but people do break off from their relationships. Family members have fights. (laughs) They don't speak to each other, whatever else it is. The next ring of relationship within this model that I'm calling the rings of relationship is the ring called friends. And when friends are added in, when that ring becomes active and there are people in it, It's because the friends who are closer to you, they play a more significant role in your life, in your story. Um, And they bring something to the party that you you, um, could not experience the same way on your own, and you cannot experience the same way through your family, and you cannot experience the same way through an acquaintance uh, from someone in the acquaintance ring. So it could be just that friends are closer to you, you share more of yourself with them, friends, friends, you know, certainly there are then best friends and whatever word you might use for your closest friends that you share the most intimate details of your life with. And so there's the ring of relationship called friends and they fill in a gap in your story. They can provide something in your story that people from other rings cannot. Both friends that are not your best friend and friends that are, and everyone in between. Friends bring something very different to the party, which is why they have their own ring. The next ring of relationship is what I call romantic partnership. And romantic partnership is interesting because uh, a, a romantic partner, in a sense, isn't your birth family, but 
feels like family, you know, is is closer than friends, is certainly closer than acquaintances and such, and they can feel like your family. And if you have a romantic partnership and you then have children, then you have your own family. Um, so they become uh, a ring of relationship called family, but it's your own family, not the birth family that you grew up with. And that's something that can be possible with the ring of, roman of relationship called romantic partner. When you have a romantic partner, there's also a possibility to have a different kind of a closeness. It's different than what's possible in a family very often. It's different than what's possible with a friend. It's different than what's possible with a best friend. Although many people would say that their romantic partner is their best friend and such, but for purposes of discussion here, I'm treating these rings as if they're separate and they play different roles. And then there are other things, again, that are possible with a romantic partner that are not possible in the other rings if there's not some, you know, distortion or, uh, you know, um, whatever, um, incest, whatever you might say, along those lines when there's something that's quote-unquote not the way it's supposed to be. Uh, so there's the sexual component that can come in with a romantic partnership that in general doesn't take place in any of the other rings. There's the potential to have a family, again, if that's something that there's interest in. There's possible to have a closeness and to be able to share yourself, the intimate details of yourself and your thoughts and your feelings and your journey with someone else and to create a bond that can go much deeper than any of the other uh, people in any of the other rings. It does not always, but there's the potential for it to be quite different. And that's one of the unique opportunities with a romantic partnership is that the closeness that's possible between two people, the kind of relationship can get more intimate. Uh, I'm just speaking now when I say intimate in terms of sharing yourself and details and feeling like you're going through life hand in hand with a partner, you know, that's on your team and is with you in a very unique, personal and intimate way that can go much more deeply than a friendship again, even a best friend, there's the potential for sexuality and there's the potential to have a family. Now, again, when we return to the first ring, which is the ring of yourself, if there's something that is part of your story that can be fulfilled with you being by yourself, you don't need to have friends or acquaintances or a family that's active with you, participating in your story. You don't need to have a romantic partner. There are many, many things that can be satisfied by the relationship with yourself. And the interesting thing is more things than a lot of people would anticipate can be provided by yourself, for yourself, self-sustaining, where there isn't the need for it to be provided from someone other than you, although you certainly can have people other than you, uh, so to speak, provide certain things, even though you could do it for yourself, you certainly can choose to, and it can be more enjoyable and, and again, add different richness and, and, and experiences when it comes from outside of you. But it's important to keep all of this in perspective. Um, and it's very important to realize how much of your life can, in fact, be sustaining, self-sustaining, and that everything in terms of what is contributed to your story from other people, whichever ring they may be in, is optional and appreciated and welcomed and beneficial, but not needed, not required. Doesn't have to come, doesn't have to be somebody else doing da 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 da. Otherwise, you feel unhappy or lonely or empty or unloved or 
uh, nourished or um, uh, disapproved of or whatever else it is. And that's a very powerful thing when you can be self-sustaining to such a degree that, again, outside influences are not required, but, again, can be welcomed, desired, enjoyed, embraced, and sought out, but not as a need, as a choice, and as a choice that's beneficial to everybody involved from all levels. From the highest level, spirituality, truth with a capital T, all relationships are are serving perfectly and giving gifts to both parties no matter what it looks like. But within the nuts and bolts, as I call it, of the story, it's that way too. Now the interesting thing is, these rings can provide different things. And when they don't, or they don't provide the things that they could provide theoretically, that they're kind of designed for, then people move in and out of these rings with us. Someone is your friend as long as there are certain benefits that are being received, and when the benefits are not being received, they no longer are your friend. Uh, If somebody held a more privileged position, if you will, as a best friend, and uh, certain needs are being met and certain rules are being followed and agreements kept or whatever it is in your unique situation, they remain your best friend. As long as if they are contributing something, that is desired, wanted, or for a lot of people felt is needed, they remain in that ring. And if they stop playing that role, they leave that ring. And the same thing is true, of course, of a romantic partnership. And one of the things that's very interesting is to be looking at these kinds of things, not getting overly analytical, you know, but looking at these things, looking at these different rings, looking at the different roles that these people play, in the different rings, uh, taking a look at, you know, what is it that I really want? As best as you can see that consciously, and we can't always see it clearly, what is it that I'm really looking for in my friends? What is it really I'm really looking for in uh, the higher echelon, so to speak, that I call best friend or best friends or closest friends um, or soul brother or soul sister, you know, if you use a label like that to describe somebody that's very, very close to you but is not a romantic partner. What is it that I'm really looking for? And am I, in fact, getting it? And that extends to romantic partnership. Um, I have been in romantic partnerships where what I was really looking for was a specific set of things. Uh, you know, given the raw material of, you know, you can have a family, there can be a deeper closeness, there can be a deep, deeper form of love experienced, exchanged, um, given, received, there can be a different kind of nourishment and support. And then there's the sexual piece. And I've been in romantic partnerships where the things that can only come from a romantic partnership were not being provided or were not being provided in the way that I really wanted them to. And if they're not, then there's no reason to have a romantic partnership at all or to have a romantic partnership with that particular person, period, or any more. But a lot of times we don't realize that each of these rings have been built in order to play different roles and to provide different opportunities that cannot be provided by the other rings, particularly the romantic partnership. And sometimes it can be very surprising what it is that we're really looking for in uh, the people that are in these different rings. And, and then also to be able to see the sexual piece aside, if I'm not getting it from this ring, can I get it from that ring? Um, is this something that I could provide for myself and I don't need it again from any ring? Or what is it that I really would prefer that it come from somebody in one of the rings and then which ring? 
do I want to get that for, or which combination? Because again, if we are not living a solitary life, then we are interacting with people in all of the rings, and there is the potential for all of our wants, so to speak, as best as we know them, um, uh, all of our needs, uh, so to speak, as best as we know them, to be met by a combination of people that we interact with simultaneously in all of the different rings. The romantic partnership ring, again, to me, is the most unique one because it provides opportunities for certain things that, in general, cannot be provided by any of the other rings. And so, therefore, it's important <laughs> that the romantic partnership ring provides those things and that if it doesn't, something changes so that the things that can only be provided there are provided and that there's a balance, so to speak, in what all of the rings can provide, assuming that it's something that you're interested in. And of course, none of this matters in terms of romantic partnerships, whether it's same-sex relationships or different sex relationships or bisexual relationships, as they're called for. Again, they're all, as they're called, there's, there's the opportunity for those kinds of partnerships, whether you call them romantic partnerships or you call them sexual relationships or you just call them partnerships or husband, wife, whatever, lover, whatever you call that other ring. There can be a million different names. I find it and have found it very, very interesting to have clarity on which rings are running simultaneously in my life. What is it that I have a desire to get beyond what can be sustained um, by me, by myself? Because in my life, I have spent a lot of time uh, solitary. I have spent a lot of time um, uh, by myself alone and learned how to sustain so many things on my own and learned... Um, which kinds of things I did not want to provide that way that I wanted to provide by interacting with people in a different ring and how I wanted it to happen given the fact that it wasn't needed, but it was preferred. It wasn't needed, but it was wanted. It wasn't needed, but it was enjoyed. And to take a look at this kind of dance of these rotating rings and the people that come and go and what they're providing and what they're not providing, you know, and the acquaintance ring speaking very, very generally, we don't have a lot of control over, you know, the acquaintance ring. Acquaintances kind of come and go, and it's kind of what I call what's written into your script in terms of who's going to come into your life and play those minor roles in a sense, even if they could have big impact, uh, but just not that much contact or interaction. And to watch this whole dance and to really get clear on the fact what, again, can I provide to myself? Um, and if I cannot provide it as I see it, or I prefer that it be provided by somebody else, which of these rings is the best place to get it, um, and to play around with these kinds of things, to allow this dance to take place, and it doesn't have to stay fixed in one way, of course. Uh, bear in mind, again, I'm saying all of this stuff to provoke thinking and to be drops in your pond that will then ripple out in a variety of ways, as I said. This is meant to be very thought-provoking, not complete in and of itself, but to stimulate a lot of ripples in your pond and, and thinking and thought processes and feelings and such as it ripples out after you're done listening or if you listen multiple times. So I find it to be quite fascinating, quite supportive, and to also, again, keep in mind, if a ring is someone in a ring is meant to be providing something and they're not, there is no requirement that they still be allowed, that they still participate in your story and that you still interact with them. doesn't matter if it's family, 
Doesn't matter if it's friend, doesn't matter if it's best friend, doesn't matter if it's romantic partnership. Again, they're there to play a role in the story. And again, there are multiple levels to this. There are levels in the story that we are aware of, that we would say are our wants and needs, and then there's the big, big, big picture from behind the scenes about why that person is really there and what sort of an influence they're really meant to exert on you, even if you would complain about it and not like it and keep breaking up with them, or you see the friend, you don't see the friend, you see the brother or sister or don't. Um and it, but it's very interesting to look at this kind of a thing. Again, in my unique story, um, there has not been a tremendous closeness in family. That has not been a very prominent ring in my adult life. Um, in my adult life, acquaintances have certainly played a big role. Uh, clients, people that have come into my sphere of influence and interacted with me through the teachings have in, in their own way played significant roles, and some people don't have that if they're not playing what I call the teaching game or the coaching game. There are friends that have played significant roles on my story, but I'm not the kind of person that tends to have 50 million friends at once. I tend to have a smaller number of friends and to spend more time with them and to have a larger number of acquaintances, but just the way my character seems to be built, I'm not the kind of person who has a lot of friends and I'm constantly spending time rotating uh, with a lot of people. That's just not my story, but it's the story of many other people. And then in my own unique story, there are unique things that I'm looking for in a romantic partnership, and I spent a lot of time alone because I was not, when I was younger, because I was not finding what I really wanted uh, and the unique things that are possible through the romantic partnership ring. And so I chose to remain alone. There are relationships that I ended because some of the unique possibilities that can be experienced in the romantic partnership were not being met. And um, my marriage, which lasted um, 17 years, uh, was ended for that same reason, because there are things that I really wanted to be experiencing within the ring of relationship called romantic partnership that were not happening that could only happen in that particular relationship in the way that I live my life. And I therefore wanted to end that relationship and open the door to another partner or series of partners, whatever it ended up looking like, one at a time <laughs> in the way that I work, um, that would uh, enable me to experience the unique possibilities that come with the romantic partnership that were not being satisfied in the marriage. So again, food for thought. I'm going to let you go on that note. Again, I invite you, if you're listening to this and it's on my blog, please put a comment beneath it about um, uh, what it set into motion for you, what you thought about it, if you'd like to hear more, if you got this through a podcast or some other way. Uh, please go to the website, robertscheinfeld.com, uh, or just search for my name in Google and you'll find robertscheinfeld.com and, and go to the contact page and send us an email and let us know what you thought about this audio. And uh, if you'd like to hear more, if you have specific questions or comments, I'd love for there to be a discussion. And again, there's so much more I could say about the rings of relationship. Bye-bye for now. That completes another episode of the Illusions and Truth Show with Robert Scheinfeld. Until we next connect, we wish you an ever-expanding experience of joy, abundance, wisdom, and power.